Hi everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of Cooking Outside the Box. Hillary and I are continuing to talk about our favorite splurge-worthy wines. So this is our second bonus episode about splurge-worthy wines, which I guess is our fourth episode overall. And I think we still have one more to come after this. We just can't get enough about talking about wine. So in this episode, we're gonna continue talking a little bit about Pinot Noir. Uh, we're gonna talk a bit about Chateau Neuf de Pape, and then we're gonna get into sort of the Bordeaux blends and the things that we love. And a lot of talk about Canada and a little bit about California. We'll talk a bit about why we like to run and drink wine as maybe as a reward for our running um, and uh, uh, and why we love just going to a vineyard and having that experience there. So hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. Please feel free to give us a, a comment or a rating on whichever platform that you listen to this. Thanks. As I said in, in our last chat, you know, my, my white palette is very narrow. Um, my Pinot palette is very narrow, right? Don't give me a thin Pinot because I won't drink. Like, I would really rather not drink the wine than have to drink the thin Pinot. Mm -hmm. So along the lines of that last one is uh, a wine that I first had in a restaurant in the U.S. And I didn't, I couldn't quite pinpoint what it was that we were drinking somebody else had ordered it and I asked to see the bottle and was blown away when I discovered it was a pinot because it was rich and really robust right a lot less strawberry um more sort of spicy and cherry and just oh my goodness it was so good so the winery was Morgan Hmm. And it's in uh, Santa Lucia, um, Highlands in California. And another running and wine drinking thing was the Big Sur Marathon ends in Carmel. Hmm. And Morgan has a tasting room. I don't think he can actually go to the winery, but they have a tasting room in Carmel. So at the end of that marathon, I made a specific point of going to their tasting room. <laughs> And my post-race celebration was not a tasting. I ordered, I ordered a full glass of their Pinot, and it was fantastic. Mm. So, and around, can you buy that here? You know, I have seen it once, uh -huh. once or twice. Yeah, um, sixty-five US. Yes. Okay. Um, when I just looked up sort of what it would would sort of retail for, but again, it's one of those ones that you know you may be able to get through like Vivino. Yeah. You know, or somewhere like that not often through the lick bone, mm. for sure yeah but oh yum so the next one I'm going to talk about uh so growing up we weren't really a big wine drinking family we weren't really a big drinking family to be honest like my dad drank you know he liked whatever his beer his scotch you know wasn't a huge drinker but a big social drinker um but the one wine that he loved was Chateauneuf du Pape <laughs> and the one that he always bought is the one we all know from the store that's in like the bent bottle yeah, that looks yeah. like it's like 300 dusty. years old and dusty <laughs> and all that kind of thing right so that was sort of my introduction to red wine was this like Chateau Neuf du Pape um, but I actually quite like Chateau Neuf du Pape uh, but again it can be a little like it can be hit and miss I just looked it up mm. today 
there are 13 different grapes that can be used. Okay, I, w- I was just about to say, isn't it like 12 or something? So yeah. 13. I just looked it up. It's 13 different grapes, most of which are grapes that I've never heard of before. But the uh. main three that are the most popular are uh, Grenache, uh, Syrah, and Mouvedre, so GSM. Oh, so GSM, so yeah. That GSM blend. So when you see GSM blend on things, uh, so Chardonnay du Pape is in the Rhone Valley, but it's a very specific mm. appellation within the Rhone Valley. It can it, it can be a blend of any of these 13 different grapes, but predominantly right. it's going to be GSM. It might also have some Senso in it as well. Um, anyway, there's like a whole bunch of different mm. combinations and stuff. So um so it's hard to kind of know which Chateau Neuf du Pape to buy because, and they're, and they're all around like minimum $35 to about $55 kind of in that range. And they almost always, you can get a Chateau Neuf du Pape at the LCBO. Like they kind right. of always have them, but there's one that's actually a, a Chateau Neuf du Pape, cl- not, not a clone, but it's um, the same GSM blend, but it's actually not from Chateau of Tupap region in France. It's from Ooh. Barossa in Australia and uh-huh. it's called the Holy Trinity. And the Holy Trinity, again, about 35 to $45. It's sort of, it comes in and out of the LCBO. It's there for a day and then it disappears. Right. <laughs> you can't get it anymore. Um, and it's that GSM blend, for, but it's, it's Australian as opposed to French. Mm. Um, but it's very, it, it's, like a good reliable high-end wine like again it's got that viscosity to it it's got the lovely um like just nice um sort of blend and and body of of a Chateauneuf du Pape that refinement that you have in in that type of wine but it's going to be less expensive than what you would spend for um a wine from from France, like a Chateau right. du Cap from France. So yeah, the, the Holy Trinity from Barossa in Australia is um, another splurge worthy wine. Mm, that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. I think blends, blends are not, um, you know, understood or given the credit um, that they deserve. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about some blends as well. Um, but some blends from Canada. I'm back on my Canadian wines thing. Yeah, we got to um, promote the home team. I think so, right? So we had talked previously about, you know, the whole BC versus Ontario. So um, the wines that I'm going to talk about are from BC. Um, so the Okanagan, which is, you know, Canada's only desert. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a Soyuz, Penticton, Oliver, um, you know, all around sort of that, that area, um, which Pete and I went to quite a few years ago, I would go back there in a split second, you know, as soon as we're allowed to travel again, but I would highly recommend anybody looking to, to really sort of, um, enjoy beautiful scenery and also some amazing Canadian hospitality could just like lose themselves in the Okanagan Valley for like a week. Um, which, so we discovered a couple of wineries that we sort of fell in love with. Um, one was um, Painted Rock, right? So we were talking earlier about Poplar Grove versus Painted Rock. So Painted Rock um, is in Penticton, I think. Um, 
and they make a wine called Red Icon. And Red Icon is a blend, right? So it's a very typical blend, um, like a Bordeaux style blend, right? So the, the, um, there's Merlot, there's um, Cap Franc, Cap Sauve, what else is in there? Um, Petit, Petit Verdot, Verdot often, mm. and maybe Malbec, right? Mm. Um, and Red Icon, um, actually, I was looking it up because um, we're actually members of the wine club, which is an interesting thing that we touched on last time. So some of the wineries in BC will actually ship to Ontario, which is fantastic, uh, because you cannot buy pen painted rock in the Lickbow. Mm. Never seen it, um, which is really disappointing. But Decanter Magazine voted it the Canadian Wine of the Year mm. last, last year, I guess. Um, so it's just, it's fantastic. Um, around $60, so very much a splurge, but um, so well balanced. It's deep in flavor, you know, all of those, those big sort of red fruit flavors, um, but it just, it ages well. It goes with, uh, you know, your sort of, I think you would want to have it much more with sort of something robust like a lamb or a a nice piece of roast beast or something like that but yeah, I think... it is a wine that if you just wanted to sit around and have a great conversation <laughs> and really enjoy it this would be a really good one yeah I think I had that with you um I can't remember if it was at your house or my house one of the two because <laughs> mm. where else would we be drinking exactly um, yeah, because I I seem to have remember taking pictures of the corks and um that sounds very much I don't like remember what we else. Did. I don't remember <laughs> where we were. I think it was at my house and yeah. you guys had brought a couple of bottles. So we had the painted rock and I think we might've also had the poplar grove. And that's the reason why oh, okay. I get the two of them mixed up because right. I have them the same night. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're both, they're both fantastic. Yeah. Um, so can I talk about the other one? Yes. While I'm on the Canadian theme. Mm -hmm. So the other winery that we're, we're huge fans of, it's called Black Hill. Mm. And Black Hills is a, a it, it's just a beautiful place. It's um, close to Oliver, again, in the Okanagan Valley. They, they make this, they make some amazing wines. One of which, interestingly, is a Tempranillo. Mm. So we actually have a couple of bottles of the Tempranillo. So we'll have to try that together we haven't tried it yet but anyway so the one I want to talk about is a is another Bordeaux style blend called Nota Bene mm. and Pete and I first had Nota Bene we were in BC and we went into a wine shop and we said we were looking for some other interesting BC wines that you know we could try and this guy just immediately went to Nota Bene and he said this is the one that you have to have so we bought a bottle that we brought at home and it didn't disappoint at all it is absolutely fantastic. And to think that it came from, you know, from a winery in Canada is, is you know, I think it, it stands up so well against anything that, you know, that, that the typical Bordeaux um, regions would, would produce, but also like against some of those big California names, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's definitely. absolutely fabulous. Yeah. yeah, because I've had I had that wine with you um, yeah. at uh, probably at your place in up north. And yeah. 
um, I, I remember it blowing my socks off going, oh my God, I think this is like the best wine yeah. I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Probably better than any of the California cabs I've had before. Like it was just, it was so well balanced and it, it just, it had that, the body, it had that, the deep yeah. sort of purple fruits and like dark berry fruits, but it had a yeah. little bit of smoky leathery kind of exactly. chocolatey, you know, yeah. like all those things that you're kind of, um, uh, looking for in a big yeah. bowl wine to serve with like a big hunk of meat or something right. like that right exactly yeah. with a big long finish to it that just yeah. makes you want to just oh, I'm just going to stay here with this for a long time and <laughs> don't interrupt me yeah 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 so definitely yeah I remember that being a really spectacular wine but so then the other, so you kind of alluded to this a little bit when you talked about having gone to the Okanagan and yeah. gone to a couple of different wineries and, and tried different things there is the experience of going to a winery and trying the wines there. So yeah. again, going back to this trip that we did back in 2011, after the Nike women's half marathon, when we went to Sonoma and we mm -hmm. spent that time at Ridge. So oh. Ridge is in, so Ridge has their, has <gasps> a, their winery in, um, uh, Montebello, which nice. is like their main one. But the one we went to, which was in Sonoma is in Lytton Springs Lytton in Springs. the dry Creek, yeah. dry Creek Valley. And just the whole experience of being at the winery and sitting out on that deck in the sun and overlooking the beautiful vineyard. So this was like October. So, yeah. you know, the, it was just past the uh, harvest season, I think. So, you know, the vines had kind of all turned like sort of a golden color mm -hmm. and it was just absolutely gorgeous. So the yeah. Ridge Lytton Springs, which you can get, I think it's, it's a Zin, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. The Lytton Springs is a Zin. Um, and so that wine again was spectacular and uh, but it was also augmented by the environment that we were sitting in yeah. like oh, sitting yeah. on that on that patio overlooking the vineyard was just yeah absolutely yeah. spectacular and surprise i have a bottle of 2009 Lytton Springs in oh you do <laughs> <laughs> when i was looking at the wine that was in the wine cellar I found it I was like oh my god so I was waiting to tell you till now I yes. had a bottle so, like I maybe opened it a year or two ago like that was my I would have been holding on to it it was like my last bottle of of the Lytton Spring so yeah I really quite um quite enjoyed uh that which luckily for us because they produce so much and we can get it here in Ontario usually you have to go to one of the bigger LCBOs to get it yes. um yeah. And, and actually any of the wines from Ridge. So I think we also at, at that tasting had a chance to try the Montebello. We did. Was there, we had to share, we shared a sample. Yes. Um, because it was, no, like they, I think they were charging like, what were they charging? Like 60 bucks for one oh, sample or it, it was, was a crazy, insane. for like a three ounce little sample yeah. glass, but it was yeah. a crazy amount of money. So we ended up just sharing it. Like we got one sample between the three of us and just shared it because, uh, you know, we wanted to see what all the fuss was about. So the Montebello was the one that had won the judgment and no, it didn't win the judgment in Paris. It won the second when they came back to do the judgment in Paris again, 25 years later, right. I think it won that one, but it was definitely 
in like the top three wines because I think yeah. it was a stag's leap that had won the original okay. judgment in Paris yeah. um, but the Ridge Montebello was the one that held up the best after having aged for another 25 years right. I think that's how they were sort of selling it and it's another Bordeaux style blend right yeah. and I looked it up it's $145 a bottle yikes so talk about splurge or talk yeah. about save up for a long time yeah but the yeah. other one the other one that um I bought from Vivino but then I saw in the Lickbo as well was the three valleys mm. um which is a uh, zin but I think it has uh um Petit Syrah, but then what's that other one Carignan yeah Carignan yeah yeah um and that was fantastic I think we shared that um one time you were here as well so uh yeah ridge can't go wrong with ridge but yeah, yeah. The, the experience that afternoon was so memorable mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. in that beautiful environment and i think a lot of the wineries have you know they've really um figured out how to make it an experience um you know and they have they have you can get food, right? And you can go and have, you know, your cheese plate and do your, you know, wine tasting or just get a glass of wine and your cheese plate and go and sit out in the vineyards. There's a winery um, up here in Collingwood, um, Coffin Ridge, which we've been to, right? Where yeah, we did go there. It was great. Yeah. You can actually sit at a table in the vineyard with your, with your, you know, design your cheese plate and your wine. And it's really quite lovely. So. Mm -hmm. And everything tastes better at the vineyard. I find it just, oh, it I don't know, maybe just cause you're more relaxed or <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's, if that's really the reason, but um, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's another, another um, uh, Zinfandel that again, I got in uh, on that trip to uh, California back in 2011. I think it was the day before so it was when I we were in Napa and it was mm. um in Rutherford and it's called Predator and it's a zin and it's so like a black label with a little ladybug on it and it was one of the nicest zins I have yes. ever had and not it, this is not like a super splurge worthy wine because it was maybe $25. So it was, it was on the low end of our splurge worthy. Like mm. it wasn't, uh, you know, we're not talking hundred dollar bottle here. We're talking a $25 bottle. Um, so yeah. not an everyday wine, but you know, still definitely within reach for people. Um, and the thing I, it just, it had this smokiness, like mm. almost like bacon, but in yeah. a wine, but I know that sounds gross, but it was just, it was but fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen it every once in a while here in Ontario, but I haven't seen it in, in many years. So mm. yeah, this predator was um, really quite enjoyed from a, a, like in, in the Zinfandel family. Well, that was good. We actually were able to stay on topic for once uh, and managed to cover, I think, seven different wines. I'll put them all in the show notes. Uh, seven different wines in the span of 18 minutes. So we're, we're getting better at this. <laughs> anyway, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Please uh, subscribe, uh, rate, review, you know, all that stuff that everybody tells you to do when you're listening to a podcast. So anyway, one more episode to come after this. Hope you'll stay with us. Talk to you soon.